Let us get into the Word of God this morning. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says the following. Jesus speaking. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let me read that again, verse 28. Come to me, Jesus speaking, everyone that is weary, everyone that is heavy laden, and here's the promise, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. The last verse says, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. It says, and if you come to me, you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. I just want to talk for just for a few minutes about, about weariness. About weariness. A strategy that the enemy uses is to, is to get us to become weary. And the word weary literally means extreme tiredness, extreme fatigue, to be exhausted. Amen. And if, if we're going to understand how the enemy works, one of the ways he works is to attack us or to take advantage of our weariness, of our fatigue, our spiritual fatigue, our physical fatigue, and our emotional fatigue. Throughout the Bible, we see this principle being used by him over and over again. Even with Jesus, after Jesus had fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights, that's when the devil came to him to tempt him three times. Because he thought, I'll get Jesus when he's weary. Uh, Jesus has, has, has had lack of sleep, lack of food, lack of water, and, and, and the devil takes that opportunity to come and tempt him three times thinking that the weariness that he felt would, would uh, expose weakness and allow the enemy to have victory over him, allow the enemy to, to infiltrate and to impact and to cause Jesus to fall. Three times. So he came not when Jesus was strong, full of food, and he came when Jesus, he thought, he thought Jesus would be weary, but he did not realize that Jesus was stronger than ever. Hallelujah. He came into the, into the city full of the Holy Ghost. Elijah, a great prophet of God, mighty man of God who called fire down from heaven, who stopped the rain from falling, who raised the dead. The Bible tells us that, that he, he was tired, he was exhausted, and Jezebel spoke a word to him, telling him, by this time tomorrow, you shall be dead. Those words, to a, to a strong Elijah, to this prophet that killed 400 false prophets, to this man that caused fire from heaven, those words should have caused him just to turn around and say, I bind that in Jesus' name. You shall die. But no, because those words caught him weary. Caught him tired. The Bible says he was exhausted. He was tired. 
and he started speaking rubbish. He started saying, my life is not worth it. I'm the only one. Wrong perspective starts coming out when you're weary. It's, I might as well just die. Weariness. Weariness is a strategy of the enemy. Exhaustion, fatigue, excessive tiredness. The enemy uses it to cause us to make things bigger than they are. To amplify the voice of the devil. So we got this man who was mighty, powerful, sitting under a tree and telling God to kill him. But we see clearly what the problem was. An, an angel of God, an angel of God comes to him and says, Eat this bread that I have provided and drink this water. The teaching there is that he needed bread and he needed to drink water. And if we go a little bit deeper, he was giving out, giving out, giving out, giving out, and he wasn't replenishing. He wasn't putting in. He was in the ministry giving and doing and preaching and laying hands and, and functioning under a strong anointing, but he wasn't setting aside a time to be alone with God to replenish himself. Amen. And so the angel says, eat and drink. The Bible says that the bread is a type of, of the Word of God. Eat the Word of God and drink the water. Water is a type of the Spirit. Drink. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. And then the Bible says, and he had a long sleep. Sleep is good. You've got to sleep. You've got to learn the art of sleeping. And he slept. And then when he woke up again, the angel was there with bread and water. Eat again. You're still not replenished completely. And so the, the Lord is trying to build him up, get him strong again. Take him away from that weariness and that exhaustion and that depression and get him into a place of strength, amen, and power. Samson, mighty man of God, anointed, powerful, Old Testament Hercules picking up gates, killing 3,000 Philistines with one jawbone. Warrior, mighty, the Spirit of God would come upon him and he would do extraordinary things. And the devil says, how do I get this man? And he puts a Delilah beside him and Delilah begins to torment him. Amen. The, the literal word, the, the word Delilah literally means to... to Cause your energies to go, to frustrate, to pester. To pester. We all know a Delilah, amen. Just wouldn't leave him. Just, just, please tell me, please tell me, where's your strength? Please tell me, where's your strength? If you only loved me, you would tell me. And, 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 and then Samson stepped on her, on her laps and, he's, and, and he, she caused his strength to leave him. And when he was weary and exhausted, the enemy got him. All his strength had gone. His eyes were taken out. His hair was cut. And he's milling the, in, in, grounding in the mill like an animal. Because the devil got him weary. Everybody say weariness, weary, weariness. Weariness. We need, we need to understand the art of rest. Let's go to Genesis chapter 25.
Genesis chapter 25. We're going to see this here, what happens when we're weary. Genesis chapter 25, verse 29. When you're there, say amen. Come on, it's not hard to find Genesis. Genesis chapter 25, verse 29. Everybody say Esau, Esau. Esau had a brother called Jacob. Jacob and Esau, twins, brothers. Amen. They were always competing with each other. Amen. Verse 27 says, The boys grew and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man dwelling in the house. You got those guys, they, want, they like to be at home. He liked to be, he was mummy's boy. Jacob was mummy's boy. Do we have any mummy's boys here? People are pointing at Sammy over there. Claudia says, yes, that's my boy. Mummy's boy, mummy's boy, always, always getting what they want. Always saying, I'm hungry, and what would you like to eat? Mummy's boy. Jacob was a mummy's boy. He liked to be in the kitchen. He liked to cook. We're going to see there. Esau was a hunter. He was rough. The Bible says he was a hairy man. He was very hairy. He was a, he was a, he was a hunter. He liked to hunt. Amen. And look what it says in verse 29. And Jacob... Now actually, let's read verse 28 because it's important. I could preach there as well. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his food. And Rebecca loved Jacob. I could teach that a little bit about not showing favoritism. So, Esau was loved by his dad. Jacob was loved by his mom. And there was this rivalry between the two. Amen. We need to love our children the same. Look at verse 29. Now, Jacob cooked a stew. Amen. Jacob was cooking a stew. And Esau came in from the field. What was he doing in the field? What was he doing in the field? Hunting. He was working. He was killing animals and, 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 and running up and down the hills. And, he, and Esau came in from the field and he was weary. Everybody say weary. See, it, weary is not just I'm tired. It is an exhaustion. It is you are depleted. You are running on empty. You are cooked. I've got nothing to give. I just, I've lost all my energy. I've lost all my strength. I just, I feel tired. I feel exhausted. I, 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 I feel fatigued, clouded. I cannot even think straight. He comes in, he comes into the tent weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with the, with the red lentils, for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Look at Jacob. Jacob is a deceiver. Everybody say deceiver. Jacob is a deceiver. Look what he does. And Jacob said, sell me your birthright this day. Because Esau came out of the, out of the womb first. Jacob came out second. 
Amen? And, and in, in biblical times, the firstborn was the one that had the birthright. Was blessed, double blessing upon the firstborn. We got any firstborn here? Any firstborn? Any firstborn? Well, then you get double. You tell your dad and mom, double, double for the firstborn. It's biblical. Go to the Bible. It's biblical. Amen. A lot of your middle childs, eh? You're looking at me like going, huh, yeah. Firstborn always gets everything. And Jacob lived his life, he lived his life deceiving and conniving. How can I get that birthright? How can I get that inheritance? How can I get the double portion? How? He's conniving. He's, he's deceiving. He's trying to strategize. How can I be, how can I be daddy's favorite? So that he could give me the double portion. And there's no, and there is no way he can get it because he was not the firstborn. But he's conniving. He's deceiving. Mm. There's a conniver out there. There's a deceiver out there. There's an adversary out there. His name is, is the devil. And he's always trying to come to take from you what is yours. And he can't take it from you when you're strong. He'll come when you're weary. He'll come when you're exhausted. He'll come when you are tired. And he'll come and tempt you. And he'll come and try to seduce you. And he'll come and try to compromise with you. Sit on a table and negotiate. If you give me this, I will give you that. So the deceiver says, says, Jacob said, verse 31, sell me your birthright today. And Esau, verse 22, said, look, I'm about to die, so what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, swear to me this day. So he swore to him, listen guys, and he sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and, and a pot of lentils. I like, I love lentils. Amen. But not that much to give up your birthright for lentils. Then he ate and he drank and he arose and he went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. So I want you to see here, he came in weary. And because of his weariness, he was taken advantage of. Verse 32 says, he despised his birthright. He said, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? He's not thinking straight. He's not thinking rationally. His birthright to him is everything. The blessing of the double portion is everything. He's not thinking. His weariness is causing him to despise what is valuable. His, his, his fatigue is causing him to look down upon what God had given to him. When we are weary, when we are, when we are excessively exhausted mentally, physically, and spiritually, we, we sometimes despise that which is good for us, that which God gave to us. Many despise their marriage 
The devil gets them on a, down, on a downhill. The devil gets them when they're weary. The devil gets them when they're frustrated. The devil gets them when they are exhausted and, and, and begins to put so, so seeds of discord in the marriage. And, and that which is meant to be a blessing, that which is meant to be an inheritance, we begin to despise that which God gave to us. Because when you're, when you're weary, when you're weary, and when you are, when you are tired, and, and when you are exhausted and fatigued, you become easily agitated. You become easily frustrated. You become easily irritated. How do you get, beloved, when you're hungry? Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, don't talk to me. And that's just one, that's just one little part where you're hungry. But what when we start getting, when we start getting fatigued physically and mentally and emotionally, we don't replenish. And we don't reach, we don't recharge our batteries. I'm here to tell you this morning, it's time to recharge your batteries. Hallelujah. It's time to replenish and be filled with the Holy Ghost because the devil is out for people that are weary. He's out for people that are fatigued. He's out for people that are exhausted. He's out for those that have lost their energy and their strength. Causes, he causes irritation and agitation. He causes he, things that would, would not normally affect us begin to affect us. The words of the enemy become louder. We become easily offended. We become easily uh, bitter. What shouldn't make us bitter makes us bitter so easily because the devil's catching us on a weariness. We need, to under, we need to know ourselves. We need to know our condition in here. We need to know our mind. We need to know our physical state. And we need to understand, hang on, I'm, I'm, I'm not where I should be. I'm, I'm, I'm weary. I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued. I'm, I'm seeing things that, that are not there. I'm looking, I'm, I've got a perspective that's not right. And I'm despising and, and neglecting the very thing that should be a blessing for me. The devil gets you strong. You say, no, in Jesus' name, I bind that. That's not coming into my marriage. But if he gets you weak, you say, yeah, yeah. Maybe I could do better. I despise what God has given to me. Despise the woman that God has given to me. Despise the man that God has given to me. I would never think that. I would never say that. But why am I thinking that? Why am I saying that? Why do I have this sensation? Why am I so easily irritated with the one that I love? Wake up. You cannot run on empty. Over, over, week after week and month after month and, and think, and think that it's going to get better. We despise our family. We despise our church. We despise our salvation. Imagine giving up the birthday. Oh, I know so many people that have given up their salvation. They've given up their walk with God. They've given up their, their, their Christianity. They've given up Jesus on Jesus. So how did that happen? The devil got them weary. The devil got them wandering. 
the devil got them nodding, nodding off. Unawares of the condition, unawares of, hey, this is the reality. This is, hey, I need to replenish. I need to recharge. I need to be refilled. I need to find rest. I need to come to Jesus because I'm, I'm weary and I'm heavily burdened. And he says, if I come to him, he shall give me rest. Hallelujah. And what the devil tries to do to taunt me, I I don't, I'm not going to take that bait. I'm not going to take that. that. I'm going I'm to bind it in Jesus' name and I'm going to keep doing what God has called me to do. Now today, more than ever before, there is suicide. You know, that in the ministry today, in, as, in the ministry as pastoral ministry, pastors are, are resigning 1,500 a week. This is an American statistics. I forget how many churches are closing every week. I forget how many pastors are committing suicide. And they say, the majority of them say, I've lost my joy. I've lost my, I've lost the, the, the reason. You're just despising the children. That's the reason. You're just despising your marriage. That's the reason. And again, we, we cannot judge someone that does that, but they get to that place as a result of not understanding themselves that when we are weary, we need help. We become distorted in our view. We become distorted in our evaluation of things. We become distorted in our perspective. We hear things differently. Amen. So Esau, because of his weariness, he gives over his birthright. Let's go to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. You know when we say, I don't know what happened to that person. I don't, I, what, what happened to that marriage? That just doesn't just happen. There's a weariness, there's a fatigue, there's an there's a underlying frustration, underlying uh, disillusion. You just cannot run on that week after week after week after week and, and just think that it's just going to resolve. We've got to come to Jesus. We've got to come to Jesus. He's provided a way out. He's provided rest. Come on, He's provided rest for your soul. You don't need to go to medicine. You don't need to pop, pop, you know, pop some pills. If anyone's doing that this morning, you can be delivered in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2. Are we here this morning, church? Hallelujah. Where's Philippians? Hallelujah. Pastor's looking for it. Here we are. Oh, I, I, I read this this week. Spiritual sadness hit me on the inside about this man. 
concluded. The Apostle Paul, yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. Since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. So Epaphroditus was sick, for indeed he was sick even unto death. But God had mercy on him. And not on him only, but also on me, for I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such men in esteem. I want you to stop there. When we read, when we read up here, in verse 26, where it says, Since he was longing to be with you, and was distressed, because you heard that he was sick, and he was sick almost to death. What I'm thinking when I read that, that he had an illness, a physical illness. He was sick to death. He had, he had a cancer, or he, had a, he, had, he had some disease, he had leprosy. What, he's, he was sick physically unto death. That's what I'm thinking when I'm reading that. And that's what I always thought, reading that so many times. But the Lord showed me why he was sick. The Lord showed me why. He, he was sick almost to death. Let's read verse 30. Here's the answer. Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death. Not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service towards me. Let's stop there. He was sick almost to death. He was sick almost to death. Not because of, a, not because of some flu or some, some disease that... He was sick because of, of his not understanding how to have rest. He, was, he pushed his body so far in the ministry that he almost killed himself. It, it, says, there, it says there, because for the work of Christ, he came close to death. He, he did not regard his life. Can I say something to you, beloved? You need to regard your life. You need to take care of yourself. What is it? Because for the work of Christ, I almost died. I was just, I was, I was preaching, I was visiting, I was laying hands on the sick, I was traveling to and fro. Every day of the week I was doing ministry. I did not find time for myself. He was, it says there, the last verse says, He supplied what was lacking in your service towards me. They, they, they were meant to be serving Paul, and he, he supplied their lack of service. He was taken on double. In his service for Paul, he, he pushed himself, he pushed himself to, to death, physical death, because of the ministry. He did not regard his life. It's not, you're not spiritual when you, when you don't regard your life. You better regard your life. You know, and, and let's forget about the ministry. Pushing. There are people that push themselves in their work. Oh, well, someone's got to make money. Well, hey, if, if, you, if you die, no one's making money. Unless it's a good insurance, hallelujah. We, we work and we work and we work. And there are some sicknesses that come about not regarding our life. Just not taking care of ourselves. So weariness can lead to physical sickness. 
Weariness can lead to emotional breakdown. Weariness can lead to mental breakdown. And, and weariness can be as a result of working ourselves to exhaustion. When I saw that, I thought, my, the ministry is meant to be a blessing. But this guy used the ministry, it became a curse. Oh, no. You know, I, I, I would give up my family for the church. No. No. The moment that you start being, or let me say another way, the, the moment you start finding yourself weary and exhausted, amen, because of the ministry, is the moment you need to stop and go to Jesus. This is why I personally... I, I, I need, I find my time of rest. I find my time of replenishing. So many, there, are, there are pastors and there are ministers that they have, they have pushed their bodies to such ex exhaustion that they are sick physically. And God never, God never intended for that. But it's because they don't have the balance. You need to know the balance between work and family. God shall provide all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God needs a healthy Chuck. God needs a healthy Mark. God needs a healthy Heidi. God needs a strong Sue. Giving our lives for the cause of Christ is different to maintaining our lives for Christ. I'm, I'm giving my life for my family. So I... Family needs you. I'm giving my life for Christ. And, and there, there are pastors and there are ministers, they feel guilty, they have fun. I don't. There are pastors that they went put on Facebook that they went to a movie or that they went to a restaurant or they went to, to the beach with their family because, oh, the people might say how he's not very spiritual. No, no. You need a healthy and a strong. Amen, and an energetic and a vibrant pastor. Hallelujah. We need to find Sabbath. The principle of the Sabbath was from God. The word Sabbath, sabbatico, for all the Latinos, sabbatico, Sabbath, literally means rest. You've got to have one day a week that you rest, and it's today. It's Sunday. Sunday is our Sabbath. Where we come and we put aside everything else we do. And we come and recharge our batteries. And we get before God and say, replenish me. Refresh me. Infuse me with life. Infuse me with your energy. I come to Jesus and I give you all my burdens. And I give you all my weariness. And I know that you shall give me rest. So that I can be a good wife. So that I can be a healthy husband. So that I, we can have a strong family. So that we can have a strong church. Beloved, we don't want to be in a place where we don't regard our own life. Regard your life. Watch for symptoms. Watch for things. Hey, I'm getting a little bit too agitated here. Stop. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm nitpicking. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting irritated too, angry too easily. Stop. 
I know when I'm running on empty, then I can stop. I've got to go somewhere. I can feel it. And I cannot continue ministering, being a father, being a husband, on empty. Because the devil is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Oh, you know, that's how it's got to be. I've got to work this many hours a day and this many days a week. Well, you better, you better reassess. Oh, but someone's got to make money. What? Are you putting God first? He'll help you. I don't, I, that's not, that there is not anything to boast about because for the work of Christ, he came close to death. Oh, because of the church, my children are not in church. What, what do you mean? Because of the church, my marriage is struggling. Whoa, we, we are warriors. No, no. Because, because of my calling, because of my ministry, I suffer these things. No, God doesn't want you to suffer in the ministry. You will be persecuted, that's different. But he doesn't want us to tick a badge and I'm suffering. I suffer. I don't sleep enough because I'm suffering for Christ. I don't eat properly because I'm suffering for Christ. I don't, I don't even have time to eat. That's nothing to boast about. I'm trying to, I want to help you. I want to help myself. I don't have time to eat even. This job just takes up all my time. Stop. I don't have time to cook a proper meal. Stop. Your body needs energy. Your body needs food. Your body needs a good diet. Your body needs rest. Your body needs to sleep. Then we say, the devil is... No, it's not the devil. The devil's gone. It's you who's not eating properly. It's you who doesn't sleep. It's you who doesn't rest. It's you that does not go to the beach with your family to find comfort and strength in God. And then we take it under the badge because of Christ. I don't regard my life. Amen. We take on more than we should. This guy, this guy, he supplied for Paul what the people were lacking to give. We take on more than we should. We want to be everybody's help. You can't be everyone's help. Are we here this morning? We want to be liked by everyone. No, not everyone's going to like you. And if everyone likes you, I, something's wrong. Not everyone's going to like you. You're going to rub someone up the wrong way sometimes. You've got to say no sometimes. And you've got to say yes sometimes. Amen. Oh, you've got to regard your life. There are, there are, there are men that are good at regarding everyone else's life, but not their own life. Not the life of those that are important to them the life of the church. Amen. I'm asking God to, to this morning refresh you. There's a place in Jesus. There's a place in Jesus where you can find rest. There's a place in Jesus where you can find strength. There's a place in Jesus where you can find energy. Someone said to me, I don't have time to pray. Woohoo! you just... I'm so busy in the church, I don't have time to pray anymore. A pastor said to me once, I don't have time to study the Bible. I don't have time to pray. I'm so busy that I don't have time to read the Bible. In the long run, that's going to begin to, that's going to hurt us. 
you're sitting there. Where did that thought come from? Where did that reaction come from? Where did that attitude come from? Where did that perspective come from? Why did I hear that come out of your mouth? You did not mean that. You did not say that. But why am I thinking that? We're here this morning. There's a difference between doing for Jesus and being with Jesus. There's a difference between doing work for Jesus and being with Jesus. Come on, church. Say amen this morning. Come on to me. All you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will, there's a promise, I will give you Sabbath. I will give you rest. The Jews have their Sabbath. The, the, the nation of, Jew, of the Jewish people have their Sabbath. The Christians, Western Christians, Sundays we work, Sundays we go, but Sundays we keep it. We've got to have a Sabbath. Just say, you know what? All the busyness of life, all the cares, all the worries, all the all the stresses, then I'm gonna I'm gonna come to Jesus and find rest in Him. And then you spend the day with your I understand that you know there's times when you're just going to have to make a decision. I've got to, I've got to do this. I've got to do this for my family. I've got to do this for, but do it prayerfully. And Lord, this is what's come up. What do you think? Lord? For example, a nurse is going to work whenever they call them. A doctor, whenever they call them. But do it prayerfully, with God. I don't want to become weary. I don't want to become weary. So what we've got to do is we need to learn how to replenish ourselves. Everybody say replenish. 1 Timothy 4.6 says, Nourished up in the words of faith. Build yourself up on the word and praying in the spirit. What do I do, Pastor? Find time every day. It doesn't have to be long, but find time to nourish yourself in the Word. Everybody say nourish. The word nourish talks about diet. Nourish yourself on the Word of God. I, I, I want to say something. You cannot be weary and be full of the Word of God at the same time. You just cannot. Nourish yourself in the Word. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues every day. Someone once said to Smith Wigglesworth, says, do you take a vacation? Do you go away? And he says, I take a vacation every day. And the, and the reporter said, what do you mean? And he said, I pray in tongues every day. That's my vacation. What he was talking about is, I, that's where I get my strength. That's where I get replenished. That's where I get, I get recharged as I pray in the Spirit. Number two, stay in your lane. 
You will find rest when you find yourself. Jesus says, learn of me. Look what I do. That's why he said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He's saying, and not that it was easy, it wasn't that it was light, he was doing a hard task, but he's saying, I'm just being myself. So when I am who I am, there's rest. A lot of people are weary because they're working outside of their lane. They're trying to be who they are not. They are competing. And the, one of the most frustrating things and one of the most tiring things to do is to try to be who you're not. Be who God's called you to be. Do what God's called you to do. Stay in your lane. Stay in your anointing. Amen. It's like someone says, I want to be a pastor. I want to pastor a church. I, and they're not called to be a pastor. That will burn you out in six months. Six months. Not easy. Amen. But if God's called you, there's a grace. There's a burden to this. There's a yoke to this, but it's light. When you're called, it's light. Amen. Can everybody say amen? Praise God. Then, look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. We'll close with this. Matthew chapter 6. Hallelujah. Look at this. This is Jesus talking. Look at this. Matthew chapter 6. Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all the things that you need shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Can you say amen, church, this morning? You find rest when you take care of yourself. Take care of your health. Take care of your mind. Learn to have fun. Love your family. Love your children. That's a place of rest. That's a place. Find what makes you happy. Find where your joy is. And, and find pleasure in that. Find, find something to do outside of the norm. Learn to read your body. Learn to, to evaluate your thinking patterns. A husband and a wife are shouting at each other, shouting, shouting at home, shouting, shouting. Hey, what's going on here? We're getting on each other's nerves. Shouldn't be like this. We're despising something good. Hey, let's time out. Everybody do this. Time out. What is a timeout used for? Who likes basketball here? Who likes basketball? Yeah. So they, they time out. It's just another word for evaluate. Look at the scoreboard. We're down. You've got to do that. Time out. 
How's my marriage? How's my family? How's the church? How's my health? How's my work? How are my finances? Time out. Let's take a time out this morning and say, you know what? I need to be recharged. I need to be replenished. I need to be infused with power from on high. Jesus said in his word, come unto me, all you that are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. You will find rest for your souls. Where? In Jesus. You will find rest for your souls. Where? In his presence. Where? In his presence, there is fullness of joy. In his presence, there is peace. Amen. Let's all stand up this Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Don't give up your birthright. Don't give up what God has given to you for a plate of lentils. Don't give up your marriage. Don't give up your children. Don't give up your ministry. Don't give up your calling. Just because you're exhausted and fatigued. You know what? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus this morning. You know what? Church, there's a place. There's a place of rest in Jesus. Just raise your hands right there where you are. Come on. Flow. 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 Shikabasa. Flow. Weary. Weariness. Weariness. Have you felt exhausted because of life's stresses, life's busyness? Because of work. That's 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 normal feeling. That's a normal feeling. I, I'm doing too much. I'm doing too much and I feel exhausted. Find your place of rest in Jesus. Find your place of rest in Jesus. I've lost. Have you lost your joy? Have you lost your joy? Get your joy back today. Receive your joy today. Have you lost your peace? Get your peace back today. Have you lost your... Have you, have you lost your way? Have you, have you been wandering, wandering like in La La Land? Breathe on your church, Jesus. Breathe on your church. Only you, can, only you can know where you're at with God today. Only you can know where you're at physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. Are you like an Elijah? Are you like an Elijah? You know what? Jezebel wants to kill me. Jezebel's words are getting louder and louder. Are you like a, are you like a Samson? Being pestered by this thing, being pestered by a people, being pestered by family members, being pestered by work colleagues, being pestered by financial problems, and it's taken away your strength? Are 
Are you like Esau? Man, I'm working hard out here. I'm in the ministry killing. I'm chopping. And I'm doing so much. I'm a warrior. I'm a superhero. I'm doing... And then, but you're weary. You're running on empty. Well, today, Jesus fills you up again. Hallelujah. Jesus, come on. Begin to worship Jesus. Come on. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost all over this place. Come on.